Capitals pick up a much-needed win over the Kings. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked on Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms, including the SiriusXM app and on YouTube. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen each and every day. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at Locked On Caps. And the best way that you can help grow the show is to subscribe to Locked On Capitals on YouTube and comment anything down below. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. So in this edition of Locked On Capitals, we talk about the Caps' big win over the Kings today, a much-needed win by a score of 4-3. to three. How did they get that done? We'll talk about that in the show. A little bit later, we will talk about how Evgeny Kuznetsov appears to be in Spencer Carberry's doghouse once again. And then we'll talk about how the fourth line is magical. And they're the line that ultimately just gets it done on a night-in and night-out basis. But just to get it going here... A much-needed win for the Capitals. As you know, they struggled against the Devils. They struggled against the Hurricanes. Uh, just the wheels really fell off in those games. And I think that there was a certain message that was sent to the players that this has got to change and that, uh, you know, we're kind of running out of time here. Uh, and it's interesting to say, but if you kind of get too far out of the playoff hunt, things can get out of her uh, out of hand in a hurry. Uh, this was a game that could have got out of hand, but the Capitals had the pushback to take down the Kings, and they won it fair and square without requiring overtime. And that's one of the things, one of the knocks about this team is that the games that they do win, they're kind of eked out victories, uh, you know, where they won by a goal or it required overtime or a shootout, something of that nature. This was a game that they won fair and square. But being what I'm talking about here is how things can get out of hand as, you know, we're talking about the all-star break coming up here and that kind of thing. Is Spencer Carberry on the Junkies, uh, a radio show in the D.C. area, he said, the current stretch of games will likely uh, uh, determine their fate this season. If we're going to be able to contend and be one of the top teams in the NHL, this is going to be our test for the year. This stretch of games, and as we know, they played the Kings today. Their next game is Thursday against the Kraken. And um, the, it's almost kind of starting to turn into, they can't really afford many more losing streaks this season. Otherwise, things are just going to get too far out of hand. I know that they're sitting in a pretty good uh, position right now. But if they were to start sliding at any point here, uh, things could get uh, really out of hand. But so... I don't want to dwell on what could go wrong. What I want to concentrate on is how well the Capitals play today. And I think that it was a really big win. Uh, Carberry says we're focused right from the start. We gave up a few real good looks early, but then we settled in. This was an important game for our group. And you know we could feel it on the ice level. I think that the importance 
uh, is being, you know, spelled out to the Capitals players that, you know, if we don't get our act together, um, we might be talking about, you know, an early uh, end of the season, you know, no postseason, kind of like last season to get it together. Uh, the Caps were down three to two in the third, but found a way to rally the troops and pick up a win. That's what I was really proud about this team. And, um, you know, it was a team just kind of all pulling on that collective rope. It wasn't just, you know, a marquee name. You know, it wasn't just Alex Ovechkin or it wasn't just this guy. You saw production uh, from the fourth line, and it was just a really great moment out there. A bit of a scary moment, however, in the game where it appears as though Martin Farivari got hit from behind, uh, from behind the net. It looked serious, but he was okay uh, and returned. So... Again, you know, we know that he just came back from an injury there not too long ago, so we don't need to be missing Martin Farivari, as I do believe that uh, he plays a huge role on the Capitals' blue line. Uh, the Caps were looking to jumpstart a sluggish start, so Spencer put... Uh, he took the, the lineups and he kind of changed them up a little bit and started to think outside of the box. Carberry put together Alex Ovechkin, Dylan Strom, and Max patch ready together kind of to try to jumpstart uh, this team if you take a look at it uh, that was the game today it could have easily got out of hand like the two previous games but that ultimately was exactly what the doctor ordered in the latter part of the second period carbs and that line hit pay dirt with a great goal by you guessed it dylan strome who continues to knock it out of the park for the Capitals. Uh, again, I didn't have his name circled on this team as a guy that is going to be leading the team in goals or anything like that. But he is, he's, you know, I think exceeding everyone's expectation on this team of where uh, we all thought he was going to be. Patch ready playing huge and getting the turnover. Strom was on a breakaway and got the goal with a give and go feed from Ovechkin. Uh, Patch ready. Uh, kind of just slowly integrating his way and putting his mark on this team. I think that Max Pacioretty is just starting to ramp up. And I think once he's a full goal, I think that he is going to be a big contributor on this team. It marked Pacioretty's first point as a capital. He was emotional as he got the puck after the game, and he had a really great speech. He said, that was a rough two years for me, boys, he told me in the after the win. And if I learned one thing, it's not to take things for granted. And that game proved we have a special group here. Let's make sure we never take that feeling for granted. And that was quite a statement to make for a guy that just started playing on this team, at least in game time, uh, playing with this team. So to, to have that sense of this team, that it's a really special group that shows his leadership, um, and just to feel confident enough to, you know, enter into a locker room in that nature and make such a bold statement. But it was it was something that kind of was resounding. And I think that, you know, we heard a lot more of the beat writers talk about that as well after uh, the PK had a rough game, giving up two goals. Uh, Ovechkin was roughed up in the last game and was a game time decision and played well, having points in his last five games. Uh, so Alex Ovechkin is heating up. I know I wish he would be heating up more in the goal scoring department, and he has done that a bit more as of late. Um, but he's getting production with assists and those kind of things, and he's help. He's helping, you know, uh, pull on that collective rope. He's helping this team do what it can do. And you know, one of the things that's cool about Alex Ovechkin is 
you know, he could have a really poor attitude right now, considering that he's not lighting up the score sheet, but you won't see a happier guy out on the ice or uh, on the side of the ice um, than if another uh, player scores a goal. If he sees Connor McMichael score a goal, he's happy. Um, you know, if one of his teammates scores a goal, he's almost happier than the actual player that scored the goal uh, himself. So um, just, you know, a real team player. And ultimately, I think that Alex Ovechkin is just kind of coming into to, you know, ramping up for this season. I don't think that he's necessarily going to hit his projection for the season, but I think that he's getting those contributions and those contributions can be game changers as was evident tonight. Tom Wilson uh, also had a scary moment out there where he uh, nearly got injured and, uh, you know, thought that he might be missing some time where he took that stick there. But Tom Wilson is the Canadian machine that never breaks Wilson went in on a hit for Alex Lafier and spent the top, and he took the top part of his stick to his face. He left to get taken care of, but returned with gauze in his nose. A scary moment if you watch that. He kind of just went in for a hit, and then all of a sudden his head went back like that. There was blood coming out of his nose. He left the ice, uh, and then what did they do? They just stuck a bunch of gauze up there, and he was good to go. It, it reminded a lot of people of Alex Ovechkin, as we remember, who broke his nose against the Canadians back in February of 2008 and returned to score four goals. So is Tom Wilson the Canadian machine that never breaks? Well, I think that uh, he is leading by example. And, uh, you know, like Spencer Carberry spoke of him after he was named uh, being on the all-star team, that he is that leadership. He is part of, of, you know, he's not the captain of the team, but he has those same kind of leadership qualities. And I ultimately believe that he will uh, be the captain at some point, but just a really big thing for Tom Wilson, you know, a, a lot of guys might not have come back, but he, he did come back and he contributed and played a really huge role uh, in this game. And, you know, going forward, I think that speaks volumes when you could leave the ice and you choose not to. The implications of the games are having greater implications. With a win today, it put them as tied for a wild card spot. So they're not out of it. So as you listen or watch this podcast, don't think that I'm saying that the Capitals are out of it. What I am saying, however, is that they cannot afford to go on another losing streak. They cannot afford to go, you know, losing another three or four games in a row. They can't really have a whole lot more of those coming up, or they will be done for this season. And it's interesting, we're not even officially there at the All-Star break yet. However, uh, you know, it, that is the point where if you really start losing, you know, around this time, things can go poorly for you. You're going to be so far out of the hunt uh, that it'll be very difficult to make your way back into uh, contention there. As some teams are going to start pulling away with it here, you know, and then there's the question, does Brian McClellan have any moves? Um, I, I mean, is this team all in on winning? I have kind of a feeling that they're not really going to make that big move that we were hoping for. I think that they're just going to kind of ride out with what they have on the ice and let the cards fall where they may. In the offseason, they'll deal with the Koozie situation, the Anthony Mantha situation. But I just, you know, that's my sense. I think that if that big move was going to happen, it would have happened already. Um, so that's my feeling uh, as we start to get to this time of year is just my sense of this team is I don't think that uh, Brian McClellan is going to go out and make a big move. Uh, I wish that he would because I don't want to yet squander another 
uh, Alex Ovechkin uh, year on this team. As we know, he, do, we, he doesn't have too many years left on his contract. So I don't think it's necessarily the right idea. I just think that if they start to drop too low, uh, I think that the feeling is, you know, we're going to bring in this, this piece, but is it ultimately going to be enough? Uh, we hope that's not the case. And we hope ultimately at the end of the day that the Capitals can continue to keep winning games. All right. So after the break here, we will talk about how the Capitals fourth line continues to be magic money for this team. I'll talk about that coming up. to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices and views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. And let me tell you something, guys. If there's one thing that really frustrates me, it's that when my favorite band comes to town or my favorite team's playing and I can't find tickets... And then I found game time, and I don't have to worry about that. And that is why you need game time. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code LOCKED ON for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L O C K E D O N for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Don has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. So go to Locked On Sports Today and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So the fourth line has been the big contributor to this team. It's nothing too crazy to say, as it has been that way for a while. If you kind of widen the lens a little bit more, you could say that the bottom six in particular uh, has been uh, a big key contributor to this team, but it was evident in the game today as well. The Caps' fourth line was money again, and it proved it again Sunday afternoon in front of a scarcely attended game on an NFL Sunday afternoon. And that was kind of the crazy thing. I mean, as we watched the game and they kind of panned the audience, and I understand that it was an NFL Sunday, but it was pretty sparsely populated, I guess I got to say. Uh, but the bottom six was the spark plug that kept the Capitals engine running the fourth line in particular, generating chances and keeping a pressure on the Kings. I'm talking about Nicholas Abe Cubell. I'm talking about Dowd. You know, that's what I'm talking about. You know, playing a huge role on this team. With two goals today, the Capitals' fourth line trio of Malenstein, Dowd, and Nicholas Abe Cubell has outscored opponents 12-4 to in five-on-five plays this season. Um, so I think that there's that chemistry that is just quite evident uh, with that fourth line. And it's interesting. You take a look at Nicholas Abe-Cubell. He was sent down to Hershey. Uh, he wasn't, you know, earlier in the season to start the season that, you know, he didn't make the cut. And then he got the call up and he's played so well that, of course, they don't want to send him down. But it's interesting how you can kind of misread players in the beginning of the season. 
Uh, it's kind of crazy to think that you have that talent of Nicholas Ave Cubell and they actually had him down in Hershey. I don't want to overthink it, but what I am saying is that fourth line continues to dominate, and I love it. Malenstein, Dowd, and Abe Kubel, who combined for three of the team's four goals. Nick Dowd in the fourth and Abe Kubel were impressive as both scored goals. Abe, a three-point game with two assists and a goal, and Dowd with a goal and an assist. So that is what I love about that fourth line. And, you know, sometimes you, if you take a look around the NHL and you see their fourth liner, it's not necessarily the cream of the crop. It's usually a goon. It's a grinder line. Uh, it is a line that probably has uh, an AHL call-up or two on it. Um, so I think that the Capitals are a bit of a rare exception, that their fourth line is one of their best lines on the ice. Um, and a great luxury that the Capitals have. Uh, the fourth line was big on the Carlson goal as well. Carlson second goal in three games. John Carlson is also starting to heat up. It kind of makes you wonder a little bit about how good this team potentially could be if they got all their key contributors starting to score goals. I'm talking about Alex Ovechkin scoring on the regular. You know, I'm talking about if John Carlson can start turning it on here when TJ Oshie makes his return, whenever that might be, what this team will look like. But as for now, uh, I think, you know, I can say with a you know, fair level of confidence that when the fourth line is out on the ice, they are going to be key uh, when it comes to scoring goals or generating chances or putting out their best effort. Um, but, you know, if you even want to take a look, like I said, the bottom six in general has been pretty well for the for this team. It's the top two lines that have struggled to a certain extent. So, you know, it's a good thing for the Capitals that they have that luxury. You know, I don't want to diminish, of course, they, we know that we have Tom Wilson and we have Dylan Strom in the top. But, you know, that's kind of expected. When you're playing in the top six there, it's kind of expected that you are going to be a big contributor. Not necessarily always the case when it comes to the bottom six or the fourth line in particular. But this game in particular against the Kings, make no mistake about it. You subtract the fourth line from the equation. This team would not have won the game, and I know that's nothing too crazy to say as they scored a majority of the goals, but if you take a look at this team in general, if you wanted to kind of paint this team with a broad brush and you subtracted the fourth line or the bottom six, what kind of position they would be in? Say you had different players in that equation that weren't nearly as good. Uh, so what I'm trying to say is give credit where credit's due. The fourth line, the bottom six, has been knocking it out of the park for the Capitals, and we need to see more of that going forward. All right, so coming up here after the break, we will talk about that it appears that Evgeny Kuznetsov is in Spencer Carberry's doghouse yet again. What did he do this time? I'll talk about that coming up. Well, regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed. When you place a $5 bet, that's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. Let me tell you something, guys. If you're watching football on a Sunday, say it's the Commanders or it's the Ravens and you're not that into it, open the FanDuel app and put a little bit of money on the game, it makes watching the game that much more exciting. The app is so easy to use and there are so many different ways to play like live same game parlays, 
Find bets in the new Explore tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays and more. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So Evgeny Kuznetsov has struggled with this team this year. And, you know, it was one of the years that we thought, you know, Spencer Carberry's here and he has a good chance of redeeming himself, but he has done little to do that. His one big shiny tool that he has in his tool set is in the shootout. Uh, He is quite effective that way, but he has struggled other than that. And that is kind of the story of Evgeny Kuznetsov, as he has struggled and he's hot and he's cold. And not only does he have bad games, he sometimes has bad seasons and he has struggled to find his way. But sometimes, you know, Evgeny Kuznetsov has to get out of his own way, uh, which was the case, as we remember, against Carolina. And I don't think that, uh, you know, Spencer Carberry has necessarily forgotten about that. It does appear that Spencer Carberry's losing his patience with Kuznetsov. The last game against the Hurricanes, Michael Bunting went to celebrate Andrei Shvechnikov power play goal that gave the Carolina Hurricanes a 3-2 lead where late in the third, Evgeny Kuznetsov skated over and gave him a slash. We remember what happened after that. They went on to score after that, and it put the Capitals out of reach of winning the game. And, you know, if you could see Spencer Carberry, the look on his face, it was disgust. It was anger. Like, what are you doing here? Why are we shooting ourselves in the foot? That sour taste was still in Carberry's mouth, and Kuzi went on a short leash. I think he's going to be on a short leash until he proves that he's competent enough to play a huge role and not take stupid penalties at dumb times. Um, Kuzi was benched in the second and the lion's share of the third. He was on the ice for the Fiala goal and Carbs had seen enough. He only played a couple of minutes after that. That was the game today against the Kings. The Capitals next play Thursday as they host the Seattle Kraken. That's the big thing though. Taking a look at Evgeny Kuznetsov, the potential is there. I think that he is a a bit of a head case, a bit neurotic. I think that, you know, that he's just, you know, not really necessarily the guy. And I ultimately think that as soon as a deal um, is, you know, brought up to Brian McClellan and it's even remotely something that he would entertain, he's going to have to seize the moment and and, and take advantage of that because we want to believe that, you know, with with Evgeny Kuznetsov, if we just give him enough time, he's going to break out of this. He's going to be that player who we perceived him to be when they drafted him, but he hasn't been that. I mean, we've seen glimpses of that. When he first came to the team, we saw glimpses of that, but since then, it's been up and down, up and down. He'll have a couple really great games, and then he'll have some really rough games, Um, And we can't really afford to have any more players that have these rough patches. Uh, There's plenty of other players on this team that are prone to that right now. So we need consistency uh, on this team. And, you know, like I talked about earlier, thank God for the fourth line on this team. So come hell or high water, they seem to be the steady force on this team. Um, We need more of that. And, you know, the Capitals are paying Evgeny Kuznetsov a boatload of money to be a contributor on this team. 
so they can him, you know, have him out on the ice when, a, you know, putting himself in a bad position, slashing someone, uh, you know, causing a penalty, um, you know, being on the ice, coughing up the puck, those kind of things. Those are not going to be things that are going to endear you to your head coach. Those are not going to be things that are going to endear you to the fan base or the GM, a GM of this team. So, there's quite a few things that I think that Evgeny Kuznetsov needs to work through. Do I think he's going to be able to work through them on this team? Probably not. Uh, again, I think it's just a waiting game that once the uh, you know proper uh, offers made for Evgeny Kuznetsov's services and the return is something the Capitals would be interested in, I think he's all but gone. Um, and, you know, there are still quite a few Capitals fans that are in the camp of Evgeny Kuznetsov. And, you know, why why do you want to say bad things about him? He just, he puts himself in a bad position and he doesn't put himself in a, in a place to succeed. And that's a difficult thing as a Capitals fan, as we know they struggled this year. They struggled last season. That ultimately we want this team to do well. And we don't need players on this team that they're paying a substantial amount of money to, uh, to not play up to up to the standard of, you know, how much they're, you know, how much we had them pegged to be uh, based on how much we're paying them, based on where they're drafted, all those kind of things. I think that Evgeny Kuznetsov, underneath all of that quirkiness, is a really great hockey player. It's just getting out of that shell of the quirkiness and finding that really great hockey player that we all know that's in there. Because uh, when he's dialed in, he can be quite a dynamic player that can be a game changer. It's just the issue of finding that player on a night in and night out basis. All right. I want to thank you once again for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, your only daily year round podcast covering the Washington Capitals. And I want to thank all of you that listen on the audio side and watch this on YouTube. You are what makes this show successful. When you're done watching this episode, make sure and head on over to Locked On Nationals 24-7 streaming channel. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, once again, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Dan Holmey, and I'll talk to you again next time.